You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello and welcome back to the Screeners Podcast. This is Daniel. This is Chad. This is April. And I'm Tyler. And we are back without a movie to review. Yes. Uh, there are no, awesome. no movies coming out, or at least very, very few. But the Emmy nominations came out, and so we're going to talk about those today. We're also going to talk, we've been talking a lot about top movies recently. We just did our best of the 90s last week. And so we uh, are actually going to do our least favorite movies of all time. So uh, excited to jump into that. So a packed episode. We're excited. But as always, I want to remind you to follow us on social media. Uh, find us on Facebook, on Twitter. Definitely we join in the conversation. Ask us questions. Uh, let us know what you're watching, especially now, and what you want to hear us talk about. So before we dive into our Emmy nomination reactions, uh, there was a piece of news yesterday. And of course, theaters are shut down. Uh, movies are being delayed and not not coming out or being pushed to next year or whatever the case may be. Some movies are being released straight to VOD, like we talked about with a few movies we reviewed earlier uh, in the year. And so some of the movies that have been the biggest question marks are Disney movies, right? Um, Mulan, Black Widow. A few of those have been big question marks. They keep pushing Mulan to be the first movie to to come out to theaters. It had been uh, that and Tenet were kind of fighting for that spot. Uh, now as it's being, it's getting kind of clear that theaters aren't really going to be reopening, at least not on a wide level for a while. And so Disney announced yesterday. First of all, they announced their massive subscriber base. They announced that there are, I believe, I believe the number was somewhere around sixty plus million subscribers. Sixty five. Sixty five million. Wow. Their five year goal was somewhere around there. And so they've hit it in you know less than a year, which is pretty remarkable. So, But in addition to announcing that, um, this was at their shareholders meeting, they also announced their plans for Mulan. Um, Mulan is going to go straight to Disney Plus with a catch. It's going yeah, straight don't get excited yet. <laughs> right. So Artemis Fowl went straight to Disney Plus just as part of the as part of the the the, the subscriber base, uh, as did an upcoming movie, The One and Only Ivan. But Mulan will not be just dropped on Disney Plus. Uh, it will cost you thirty dollars for that film. So. It will not be a rental. It will be a purchase, but only as long as you are a subscriber to Z- Disney+. Plus. So it's not like a digital download. Mm. It's just Weird. a $30 access for as long as you're a subscriber. Let's hear, let's hear your 40, reactions. I guess that beats a 48-hour you know, download or whatever. For right. It's, so it's different than that. Yes. Yeah. You know, with King of Staten Island, when we reviewed that, I paid $20 for a 48-hour rental. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hmm. so, so this is a little Did bit they, better than that. Daniel, did they mention if there were plans or what the release window plans would be, or is it only going to be on Disney Plus? Like a month from now, you could just rent it for six bucks somewhere. Or is it going to be exclusive I, to Disney Plus? Um, I, it's going to be exclusive to Disney Plus. I don't know, and that's on September fourth that it's going to be released. So you know, just about a month away, a little gotcha. less. Um, but I don't know if at some point, I, what I haven't been able to find, maybe the information's out there. I don't, I don't know if I've just not seen it. If uh, like the price is going to go down at a certain point, like it will drop down to a six dollar normal rental fee, and and also if it's just going to eventually just be free on Disney Plus, you know, right. just like an. Of course, Mulan would have dropped on Disney Plus after its theatrical run. So I don't know when that'll happen. So so those are the details. I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen them. I don't know if those details are 
those answers are out there or not. But uh, what do you guys think? I have thoughts, but I want to hear what you guys think. I don't understand why they didn't go the trolls route with right. the success of trolls. Well, it's why? not that much different. I mean, it's ten dollars no, more expensive. Different. I yeah, but it's, it's but you have to not only pay the $30, you have to be subscribed to Disney Plus. So you're paying for at least a month of Disney Plus if you don't already have it. And I don't know. I just I'm I, I'm just annoyed. That's it. I'm annoyed with Disney. <laughs> Chad, Chad, why do you think it's so different than Trolls? I just because I think $20 already and we're in this condition we're in this place where we're being reconditioned to theatrical release windows closing and and watching things at home. But I think at twenty dollars, that that pushes the value proposition pretty much to the edge. I think for most people, it's like, okay, do I want to spend twenty dollars because I can watch this with my family? Okay, and so to me now, this crosses that line where it it almost becomes not even a question because thirty. You know, maybe it's a psychological thing. I don't know, but Mm -hmm. there's a a perception difference in twenty versus thirty, and the forcing you to. Uh, be a subscriber and to I guess own it or whatever as long as you're subscribed is not really it's not a benefit I don't see it seems to me the wiser play would have been a $20 rental for the mm-hmm. world and by the way as a benefit to being a Disney right. Plus subscriber you can also watch it for 15 bucks right. or something right. like that that would make but sense. uh but this uh, this thirty dollars or you don't see it to me stretches that value prop too far, and I'm pumped to see Mulan. I yeah. I accidentally saw like most of the, one of the trailers, and I was I'm I'm really excited to see it, mm-hmm. but I'm not. I don't know if I can pull the trigger on a thirty dollar on top of the subscription. I think well, it just let's be honest, we know far. you will. I mean. I don't know. I mean, I will eventually. I don't, but so I'm in this state now where I'm used to just watching a lot of TV and Netflix sure. mm-hmm. and all this stuff, and so maybe I just wait. So here, right. here's here's what I think about this. Uh, you you mentioned maybe it's a psychological thing. Uh, I think that's the case. I think um, Chad, for you to go and bring your son and your wife, it would probably cost you more than thirty dollars to go see Mulan at the theater. So I, I you know, for for single people or people without kids, I I think there's more of a question mark because it wouldn't cost most people thirty dollars. Single people or people without kids thirty dollars to go to the movies, but any just about any family it's going to cost you more than that to see it in theaters and you would go yeah. see it and so True, i think but i think this i think this I agree, feels but, wrong i think it looks mm. wrong but i think like just like in our gut but i think when you actually sit and think about it it's kind of like well you're paying 30 dollars for the theater experience though which you're not you getting right. at the ho- at your home i i agree with you i i, I va- you know i value the theatrical experience <laughs> don't don't get me wrong but i just think that well, Daniel, uh, I don't. I, from a financial I think standpoint, a, it's not that different. To April's points, I, to, to April's point, I don't think it's a dollar for dollar. I don't think it's a exact comparison because the theatrical experience is not just superior sound, bigger screen, whatever. Especially with kids, it's the excitement of going out yeah. and mm-hmm. getting sure. popcorn and taking your picture by the cutout in the lobby, and it's it's all of that stuff mm-hmm. that justifies the price tag. Even as excited as he would be to see it, thirty bucks to go upstairs into our bonus room, you know, sure. I don't know. Sure. I think it's a stretch. We'll see. I, I get that. Um, I also think for them, for for Disney, it's a no brainer, though. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, so first of all, by not going through other platforms, yes, it's they all, keep all it's their money. all profit. They don't have yes. to. They don't have to shell out any any percentage to iTunes or Amazon. So then or, make or it twenty. Like right. Sure. The thirty dollars sure. is like yeah. That's sure. I totally get that. Um, but that's also, Disney. Disney if, has never been 
Yeah, know. Disney's never been shy about wanting profits, yeah. uh, first and foremost. But also, <laughs> if half of their if 50% of their subscribers do this, and we know it's going to be more than 50%. If fifty percent of their subscribers do this, I don't know that's about close that. to a billion dollars. I don't billion with a B. Oh, I, I think it. I think they'll do it. I think half will do it. Half? Trolls? I don't Absolutely. think half I'm gonna do it. it. Easy, no. half will do it. Trolls easily killed it. Trolls killed it. And that and but, that is okay, trolls. Okay, but trolls. Whoa, you better slow your trolls. roll. Thirty-five million people did not buy trolls. <laughs> did not. Absolutely. What, did were, not. what were the numbers uh, that they made for yeah, trolls? It was, it was close the to first. That. No, it was not the first. The fur. It made thirty-five million dollars. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking. But the first weekend, there were about four and a half million people that paid for it. So you're not getting thirty-five million people to buy this What's thing, it? especially. And I will say you have you'll have parents that have younger kids that could watch trolls that sure. you pay for that like, is true I'm not, my four-year-old's not going to watch mulan true. absolutely that is true that is not as younger skewing for sure i think it might be pg i think it's pg-13 um, and a lot of disney plus subscribers got disney plus when they bought an iphone or some other kind of yeah. thing they're not necessarily plugged in to the disney ecosystem hardcore so i don't know i think 35 million would be like you talk about a game changer if they had that many people buy it i would be shocked because a billion dollars would change everything for this kind of release model well say, I, say, I don't know say just five million do you know just say say it's, it's you know, the same number or whatever it's like they sure that's that's 150 million they just made agreed you know? and that's amazing yeah yeah, so that's the thing. I think I think for Disney, it's it's an all win scenario. Um, yeah. I you know I think it doesn't look great. I think there's a lot of people who who have the same gut reaction of thirty bucks. Are you serious? Um, but I think in reality, um, they're 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 avoiding the universal situation. They do not want a fight with theaters. Right. Um, I think that's part of part of the case here is they're trying to say, yeah, we want to make it. A, I think that's part of the reason they made it a little more expensive. Um, is to say. This is a this is an extraordinary circumstance. Like we we don't just want to m- have all of our movies released on VOD, you know, opening weekend, mm-hmm. even if theaters are open. Like so, I think they're trying to avoid the fight with theaters, even though Universal and the theaters kind of made up a little bit. Yeah, I think, I think Disney. Bit, yeah. I think Disney's just trying to stay out of it and saying like, look, we have to release Mulan. We got to get this out here. So here's what we're gonna do, and I think it's gonna make some good profit here, or you know, at least mm-hmm. not, not clearly not as much as it would have made in theaters, but it'll you know, do fine and, uh, and still avoid the fight with theaters. So, so I don't know. I, I, we'll look, see. I mean, $20 is a day one purchase for me. $30. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. It's I look, not I, even I, a money thing. It's a legitimate thing where I'm just like, I don't know. I don't I, think it's I, worth I'm it. with you. And, and when I first saw it, I was pissed, but I was like, look, let's be honest. I'm going to, I'm going to pay for it. Like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in already. And so, uh, you know, and th- I know I see everything that comes out, but still it's, it's a lot of money, but I think yeah. I think they know that they have a lot of their base who's just gonna just gonna do it. Hmm. Anyway, we shall uh, report back. <laughs> we shall, we shall. I, I mean, hey, that's gonna be our main event on after September fourth. <laughs> Still no movies. <laughs> <laughs> let's see who's on. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, with the breaking news out of the way, uh, let's go ahead and dive into our Emmy nomination reactions. So uh, obviously, we focus much more on film than TV, but but we definitely love awards. Um, and so the, the nominations for the 72nd Primetime Emmys came out last week, and uh, we just want to go around and give our reactions. We, we won't spend a whole ton of time on this, but uh, but yeah, I know for me, I'm, I'm much more involved with the Oscars, and I follow the stats and predictions. I don't really do that with the Emmys, so, um, so you know, it's... Uh, I, but still, there were definitely surprises, so I want to hear from you guys. Um, how about we do this first? Let's, let's go to you, April. 
what were some of the things that made you happiest about the nominations that you saw? Happiest. I love seeing some love for what we do in the shadows. Yes. yes pretty excited about that. About that. Um, and I, I literally just two nights ago finished uh, season two of Succession and just I loved season two. Oh, I need to so, watch Succession. It's, same. It's, yeah. I haven't seen it. It was great. Um, s- season two was definitely better than season one. But um, Okay. I was about to ask that because I, I like season one, but I didn't love it. So Yeah. yeah that's I, I was like four. I think I mentioned this a, a few episodes back. I don't remember. I, I've, I'm a couple episodes into Succession, and like I just have no urgency to keep moving forward. Like It's yeah. fine. Season one takes a few episodes to kind of get its tone right. It okay. kind of was a little over the place, but it does get its groove towards the end has kind of a somewhat of a shocking okay. finale. And then season two is just, I loved season two. It, they had, they found their groove. It was a great season of television. Like That's what I hear. It, I, I mean, yeah. l- judging from these nominations and some of the stats and predictions I've seen, uh, it, it seems like succession is going to win drama series. So uh, yeah. that, that or, or Ozark. So, yeah, Which Ozark I, was great too, but I, I think Ozark I, season three was great. But both of those shows I, I need also to catch need to up watch on. Ozark. Yeah, yeah. How the Howards are struggling on this, this episode. Yeah, I, I saw the uh, first episode awesome. of Ozark and I it didn't get me, so I gotta gotta go back. Hmm. Yeah. Another yeah, I, I one that great. I that I love is Handmaid's Tale, but I you love know that every time I I that dropped off so hard at the Same. second season uh, that I didn't even watch the third season yep. yet i mean i'll probably really? go back and watch it I, I just couldn't i was like i, I will keep say going. in this new I, I i haven't watched it since you know global pandemic world ending type sure. reality that we're in so i'm not sure that i would enjoy it as much now yeah it just um, it, it, that's what I, when i watched it you remember I, I watched the first two seasons and it just was so it felt like it was just trying to be as upsetting as possible it was which, too like, bleak for me yeah it was yeah. like I just felt like it was more focused on being bleak than yeah. saying something uh, towards towards the middle of the second season. So I was just kind of like, I, I don't know. I think I'm done. There but are that's, little that's bits how I dropped off. of hope in it, though. Okay. That's good. That's good. I'll probably watch the third season at some point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, that's it. That's it. All right, Chad. What, what made you the happiest of these nominations? Probably the happiest overall was, um, well, I don't know that it... The happiest overall was the amount of love that uh, Watchmen got yeah. oh, uh, yes. because yep, I've absolutely. been championing that show from the very beginning. I still think as magnificent as it was, and, I, and I'm on record on the show saying that I think it's all time great yep. uh, as a series, is that it's still almost impossible to fully enjoy it at the highest level without a lot of knowledge of the source material, which we talked about when we yeah. reviewed it. But even without it, it's. It's just magnificent. So that made me the happiest. Yeah. I would say a part two of that, which was a surprise, and I still don't know how I feel about it. I, my, the Star Wars nerd in me is super happy that The Mandalorian got some love. Yep. Um, yep. And I really like The Mandalorian. I don't love it. And so I was surprised to see it mm-hmm. in there with uh, Outstanding Drama Series because there's some other dramas that didn't make it that I think are much better than The Mandalorian. Yeah. But then at the same time, I'm still kind of happy because, hey, it's Star Wars. So right. I think those two things probably made me the happiest. Yeah, for sure. Uh, awesome. And uh, Tyler, what made you happiest? I, w- I was going to say The Watchmen as well. Um, I I can't remember... Honestly, I cannot remember if I was on the show for the the episode for the Watchmen. Uh, I I binged the entire series in a day. It was Whoa. yeah, it Sounds was like intense. a weird day. It was a weird, it was a real weird day, but it was a good day. And and man, like so, I love that Regina King got the nomination. I am I am a 
I will always go for it, like a re, for Regina King. I will always be a Regina King apologist. I think she is one of the best actors working today, um, who is finally starting to get good notice. Um, bad, bad education. You know, like love, winning an Oscar. I know well, that helps. Well, it does help. It does help. <laughs> but but I've, for a while, I, she's she's been yeah, that. And yeah, it finally yeah. it took a while to get there. Uh, bad bad education. Um, loved that that one. Got uh, got a nod. Because uh, we, we yeah. had some pretty good love for that one. Uh, but yeah, for, mostly for what you guys said, um, The Watchmen. Oh, and I meant to say uh, The Morning Show. I, man, I loved mm-hmm. The Morning Show. I absolutely loved The Morning Show. And while you know, it didn't get uh, you know, as many nominations as, as The Watchmen, it, it, still did, it still did well. I think five nominations in the acting categories. And I think they were all deserved. I thought, it was, I thought The Morning Show was, was severely underrated, and that's being on a terrible platform. Um, but mm. at least it got some love. All right. Uh, so we'll, we'll uh, for, oh, I didn't, I didn't say for me what made the happiest. Um, I loved the great showing of Schitt's Creek. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, yes. I love Schitt's Creek. It, I have watched the first five episodes now, people, and it's great. Nice. I really do oh, love it. I'm, keep going. I know I've got a long way to go, but it's, it's definitely my kind of show, so yes. I'm on board. See, it, it's my kind of show. I, but I watched the first five, six, seven episodes somewhere around there, and I'm like, eh. I, oh, it's, stop. It's, it's yep. great. It's great. It's, it's not. It's look, very for, fine. For me, for me, it's not like it's not up there with my favorite shows of all time, but like it's a great show. It is a it's it, quality I, comedy. It, yes, it's quality, and it yes. keeps getting funnier as the seasons. Progress. That's what keeps really pro- people keep promising me. So I'm, I am hopeful. I will watch through it, but it's like it's very yeah. fine. I don't think it's bad. It's just like okay. Fine. So yeah, it set a record for the most nominations for a comedy series in its last season, defeating Thirty Rock's record. So um, and it, it's so deserved. So um, and, and I I think it's probably winning best comedy series. Um, and and Catherine O'Hara is probably winning, and maybe Dan Levy. So I am I am Good. very very happy about it. And then I was I also had written down uh, what we do in the shadows, uh, making the cut for best comedy series i thought i didn't think it was going to get a single nomination anywhere and then it all of a sudden they say it for best comedy series i was blown away mm. so um very excited about that for sure uh all right so uh, we'll combine the next two questions here what was something surprising in the nominations and then what was some what if anything did you just not understand or 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 made you upset so uh april we'll go back to you i wouldn't say that anything necessarily made me upset I yeah. honestly really haven't followed them followed them too closely. Sure. Honestly, I was surprised uh, on a more negative we- uh, reaction than Chad about The Mandalorian because I watched The Mandalorian through like maybe episode four or five and just completely lost interest. It did not keep my interest. Oh, watch at like all. episode six and it'll come back because like the last couple episodes really actually. But it but do it, it never came in mm. the first place. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was just meh. I, I, I still don't understand all the hype for it. I mean, it, it the visual effects are great and it looks amazing, but the story was just meh. Yeah, I, so. I'm I'm mostly with you. I I liked it. I I think it was fine. I'm probably closer to chat. I think I, I liked it. I don't have anything necessarily bad to say, but I definitely. I mean, Baby Yoda was cool. Yeah. I enjoyed Baby Yoda, but beyond I, that, I, th- I think the hype for the most part is that there's a Star Wars TV show. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Period. Yeah. It's it's a Star Wars episodic journey. Cool. Great. I'm in. Uh, for me, I, I'm not as in. I'll watch the second season, but it needs to be better than the first. It needs mm-hmm. to be. It does. So, um, so I hope it, it is. I was shocked to see it get best drama series. Um, that was a shock because it it 
Uh, Disney didn't campaign, didn't really campaign the show at all. Huh. Um, so um, from what I understand, the Disney people were, were pretty surprised by that it got that nomination. So I think it just got it because people love Star Wars, even including in the Academy. So yeah, uh, yeah fascinating there. I'm with you. Uh, any anything else uh, surprising or upsetting, or, or was um, that it the only you? other thing was I was surprised at how much love um, Little Fires Everywhere got. I thought the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just kind of like, I mean, it was fine. It, the ending yeah. was was good, but the yeah. lead up to the ending was like, yeah. just like that. You know, a lot of people loved it. I, you know, I, I wasn't surprised. That I, I, hey, I was on the podcast too. I did not <laughs> did not like it very much, but uh, yeah, I think it's a lot of people just just liked it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's it. Nice. Uh, all right, Tyler. Or no, we went to Chad next. Chad, uh, something surprising and then something that either you just didn't understand or made you upset. Yeah, so the surprise was The Mandalorian. But another surprise uh, was that, and this was a pleasant surprise, was that Westworld Season 3 was not nominated. Yeah, uh, crazy. Because I hate that television series, and this, not that series, this season. Uh, and uh, I was super pumped that nobody recognized it. <laughs> Except for Chad, Jeffrey Chad is somewhere, I mean, but yeah. also Chris is somewhere screaming. He is, but also surprised because I thought it would get some nomination, or get nominated for show, and it didn't. Um, but the one thing that probably, not probably, but definitely makes me the most upset is the continued ignoring of uh, Rhea Seahorn on Better Call Saul, Ray Seahorn. She is phenomenal in this show, and in season five was her best by far. And it's just, I cannot understand how she hasn't, still to the and Odenkirk wasn't nominated either, but he has been before. Uh, she's never been nominated, and I just don't understand it in particular for this season, which was her finest uh, work of the entire series to this point. So that was a big bummer, and I don't understand why she hasn't been nominated because she definitely deserves it. Yeah, Better Call Saul really uh, – I mean, it got nominated for drama series, but otherwise it kind of got the shaft this season. Yeah. Uh, and I I'm haven't not, seen this season yet. Was it good? It's the best season by far. That's I mean, it's, it's, I it do makes love no. It's the best season by far, and just it's it just boggles hmm. my mind. Yeah, I'm further behind than you guys. I, I've Same. only seen the first season, but but uh, uh, yeah, I think this is um, Bob Odenkirk's first season not getting a nomination. So. Yeah, he's been nominated four times, yeah, and she one. never has been. And they even uh, trying to get her a nomination. They even submitted her in the less. I mean, typically the less difficult to get a nomination category of supporting, even though she's clearly leading and still didn't get nominated. So I don't know. It's rough. It's crazy. Hmm. Uh, Tyler, uh, something surprising and something that you didn't understand or made you upset. Uh, Yeah, nothing, nothing made me upset uh, or that I didn't understand. But the big surprising thing is I genuinely did not know that Homeland was still on. uh, And yeah, I've seen a lot of that. Um, so yeah, I like literally. I was like, "What? What is it happening?" Like, so actually, I don't even know. Is it over? Did they finish it? This was the last season. Okay, this so past it's, season, it's done. Okay, I and I loved Homeland, but I I I fell off somewhere around season five, and I thought it was canceled. So yeah, that's the only surprising for me, really. Nice. Uh, yeah, for me, uh, not a lot that n- nothing really that made me upset. I was definitely uh, didn't really understand that the Better Call Saul, even though I don't watch the show, or I'm not caught up on it. Uh, definitely was surprised to see all of them miss. Um, uh, for for surprising things, I was really surprised about the the trade sort of trade off with Stranger Things and the Morning Show. Um, so yeah. Stranger Things only got nominated for a couple minor technical I think awards. This was its best season ever. <laughs> uh, oh. Well. 
I'm, I'm not necessarily upset about it. I'm just saying uh, it got only a couple technical nominations, and then it was nominated for Best Drama Series. Yeah. Whereas, whereas The Morning Show uh, got a bunch of acting nominations, I believe four acting nominations, a directing nomination, and then didn't get a Drama oh. Series nomination. So, um, so yeah, Morning Show actually kind of overperformed with the nominations and then missed a Drama Series nomination. Yeah, so it was, kind of, it was very just kind of strange. Huh. Um, I, I so, actually didn't even put that together. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is weird. Yeah. So, um, and I, I liked the Morning Show. It took a long time to get started. Uh, uh, but, uh, so I'm not necessarily mad about it. I just, it's just kind of odd. So. So that surprised me, and then, like I said, surprised at Mandalorian as well, but uh, it's just the power of Star Wars. So, uh, outside of that, I'm not really confused or, or upset about anything other than that High Fidelity should have been nominated, but uh, I know yes, barely anybody agreed. watched it. So, yeah. All right. Anyway, so uh, the awards will be on September 20th. They're, they're going to be kind of the first major awards show in a virtual environment, so I'm, I'm very excited to see how they adapt because uh, no, no, no real trend. clue. Yeah, I don't even know what the show's going to look like. Are they going to yeah. Are they going to announce the winners beforehand or tell I don't know how they're going to give thank you speeches cuz are they going to tell everybody who are won they beforehand? Zoom them all or? in or some form mm. of that. Yeah. yeah. I can't imagine they would zoom all of the nominees for every category in. I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. I have no I'm idea curious. how it's going to work. So I'm fascinated to see what they do. Uh, so we'll definitely give our reactions after the show next month. So uh, there you go. With that, we will move in to a very interesting list we're going to come up with here. Our least favorite movies of all time. Welcome to the main event. All right. So we're going to give you our top five or bottom five. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. The bottom five, the worst of the worst, our least favorite films um, of all time from any decade, any movie we've seen. In our lifetime, um, we just thought we've been too positive, so we just want to really hate on. <laughs> In this some day movies. and age, we need some more negativity. Out yes, there. We I need do. Some more. Actually, you can hear the excitement in April's <laughs> voice. I just want to point that out. She's really excited this to trash some idea, movies. <laughs> so I am excited about it. Um, yeah. So why don't we go around and we'll we'll start with our number five and we'll work so our this way is our down. Our least too. least favorite, like not yeah. our. Most least favorite. So five would be your favorite of your five. Of the least favorite. Okay. Of the least favorite. Yes. Gotcha. So yeah. And then number one will be your least least favorite of all time. Uh, when I call your name, give us your um, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> when I call your name, like TT. When I call your name, no. Uh, so why don't you tell us what, how you came up with your list? If it's like actually your least favorite film or, you know, whatever else went into it, how you came up with your list briefly, and then tell us your number five pick. We'll start with that. So, Tyler, why don't we start with you? Uh, I, I actually had a hard time with this. I really I, – I struggled because they – kind of like your – I don't know, kind of like movies you love, these sort of fluctuate from time to time. So I actually really had to sit down and, and you know, it's not like it's so bad it's good. It's You really have to think what movies – what movies have I just, like – railed at people against or or what have I really just hated for a while so uh so it was a, it was a really positive afternoon that I had trying to figure out uh what what I was thinking with this um so yeah I, I guess yeah that's that's really what it was it's just what have I kind of for a long time gone against so uh and, and that I've watched more than like more than once to try and make sure like I actually do hate this movie um not just that I had a bad experience so my least least favorite uh the one that i 
like most of these five would be Jason X, uh, which is so I like I love the Friday the Thirteenth movies. I think these the Friday the Thirteenth movies are generally so bad they're good. But this yeah. this was a Jason this is a, a Friday the Thirteenth movie made in two thousand one, which you know the early two thousands is just not good for any any movie. Um, but uh, but Jason X is just <laughs> it's I'm talking like the we're in we're in peak like terrible horror movie time and, and and like there's some great stuff that is out there the screen movies are great and there's some there's some other things but man Jason X um it, it's it literally has become the template for for like a, a series jumping the shark is like oh okay where's he gonna go he's gonna go to space well, yeah Jason went to space um and there's a there's a point at which they they freeze somebody in nitrogen and then break them uh but there's nothing fun about this one like the other ones are fun in some weird ways this is just hmm angry and bad and and it's weird david david cronenberg has a, a cameo in it it's so weird um anyway so jason x it's terrible it's it's not so bad it's good it's just real bad interesting well i have not seen that and won't be don't, seeing it don't go see it to your non-recommendation um all right well let's split up the howlett brothers so chad how about you so i put my list together in a way that there are a ton of movies that are just objectively horrible movies for any number Mm -hmm. of reasons. They've been poorly made, poorly written. They're a comedy that's not funny. They're cheap special effects, whatever. My thing is I don't care about those movies. I I may see them, but they don't actually impact me emotionally Mm -hmm. uh, even enough to care about them. So to make my list... I had to have it when I saw the film for the first time, it had to have some kind of visceral reaction that it was that came from me one way or the other. So I've also seen a lot of garbage movies and that are I, I see a lot of stuff and I have I'm very difficult to offend on any level just in life. And so I've seen a lot of films that are art house cinema that would make you, you know, the top 10 most offensive movies of all time. I've seen a lot of that garbage too, but even that most of that stuff is just, just kind of apathetic about these five actually made me feel something. So number five would be dumb and dumberer. Are you trying to be funny? Or are you actually re- re- special? What are you doing? What are you doing? I think I need a pankin. Is this going to be on the midterm? Baby! Did you patch the hole in the girl's locker room? No. That's my boy. Girls, there's only one way to settle this. Make out contest. Mom? Hi, sweetie. Did you just... Maybe. Ah, right. Thank you. <laughs> I okay. completely agree. And so I uh, now I don't love Dumb and Dumber as much as April does, as we learned last <laughs> week. But uh, I was really excited for this film because I do love the first one and the trailer. I thought, okay, maybe, maybe. But I, I left the theater counting on one hand, maybe two times that I laughed at all. And most of the time, I was just angry. I mean, I was actively (laughs) angry in the theater, like looking around like, am I the only one watching this? That This is a horrifically bad experience. So that movie really made me angry because it was it's offensively stupid and not funny. So anyway, so that's that's my number five. And and that's That's the prequel, right? Or is that the sequel with them? Okay. No, that's the prequel. I watched that. (laughs) It's actually really funny. Like that film overall was you know, meh. 
But I actually quote that film quite a bit randomly. Like, I remember two lines from it, the doll hairs part. (laughs) And then there's this one part that I quote all the time, and Beecher thinks it's so stupid. But there's this one part where it still makes me laugh. Um, The guy, one of the bullies, goes up to, like, a high school Harry. He goes, hey, Harry, did Jessica give you that banana in your pants? He goes, no, my mom did. And then pulls out an actual banana and says, do you want some? I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's so dumb. That do, movie do you is hear so, how much now, I'm laughing? Now, that, is, that okay. movie is so bad. It's, and I should, I'm I sorry. I didn't give the whole name. It's when it's Dumb and Dumberer when Harry met Lloyd. So yeah. there you go. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, it was a really stupid When movie. you explain it, it's a lot funnier than when it is when you watch it. <laughs> well, that, I don't know what it was about that. You know how, did y'all ever used to have AIM Messenger? AIM? Oh, yeah. Yes. Literally, mm-hmm. that banana quote was my little AIM, like, away message. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's so stupid. Okay, anyway. I think you have an unhealthy love for all things dumb and dumber. It's I'm just going to say that. It's possible. Okay, uh, Daniel, let's move on to you. Yeah, I'm. I'm. This was weird. This is a weird experiment because you know, with with all of our top lists of movies and stuff like that, you know, I have tons of top lists of movies. Um, I have not like cultivated a uh, list of worst films. So you know, I just went to Letterbox and kind of sorted it. That's what I did by by ratings lowest to high, right? And so it's weird because you know, whenever we hear about movies that are great, we tend to seek them out. Um, so I've seen tons of great and even just you know okay movies but when i hear that a movie is terrible i typically don't seek it out you know so i've not so there's so many terrible movies that i've just not seen at all you know i've not seen dumb and dumber because i hear that it's terrible so i've not oh it's you should see it it's great (laughs) quarantine viewing it has this so, great banana joke. Yeah, that's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So I've just not seen that many terrible movies, to, to you know, to be honest. So, uh, so this was tough, tough to put together. Um, I've definitely seen some sneakers though. So here you go. Number five. Uh, this one needs a little bit of a, a preface. Uh, I saw this film a long time ago. Um, uh, I back when I was in high school, a long time ago. I was I was so put off. Uh, by the film that that I've just kind of it stuck with me in for that way in, in that way, uh, and that's Natural Born Killers. Uh, oh man! So a lot of people love this movie, I and so love that movie. Yeah, so so I do want to rewatch it because I have heard people react the way Chad is reacting. That I know that this is not some legendary or seen as some legendary, uh, you know, terrible movie. So I I need to give it a try. But I just when I watched it, I hated it so much that I always remembered it. Um, and I was just so put off by the odd and frantic style. It changes formats. It's just ugly, and so I just hated the experience of watching it. And so I, I, I do want to rewatch it, see see if I have a different appreciation for it. But it's uh, so far ahead of its time. It was, uh, you know, so. reality TV and people's bloodlust and what would cause people to uh, to want to engage with that. But I do understand why. I know a ton of people that hate that movie, even though I I definitely like it a lot. Yeah. So I know some of the reaction that I had is intentional, right? So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I'll rewatch that one. But for now, it's my number five. There you go. All right. Um, well, my number five is a movie. Oh, well, actually, before I get that, I'll tell you my process since I know you're all dying to know. Um, <laughs> I have movies that I have just hated in my life that whether scarred me or I had some kind of visceral reaction because it was just terrible or bad or whatever. So some of those are on here. But also there's a couple on here that um, 
granted, are probably not actually the worst movies that I've seen because those would all probably be at some random festival at, with like a no budget feature film. Like those would be the actual worst movies. But Dave made a maze. No, that's a good one. That's a good one. I'm just um, it's not. A, it's not a bad movie. I'm just kidding. Yes. Yes. Anyway. Uh, I do think a lot of it has to do with expectation and when that expectation yeah. kind of like what Chad was talking about, it just is just completely squashed. So my number five uh, pick is def- definitely falls into that category. It was the trailer. I mean, it seemed like this really action packed um, kind of assassin spy movie in Italy starring George Clooney. And I went and saw <laughs> it with my college roommate at the time. And we, and like, at the time, I was not that picky, surprisingly, on movies. We pretty much saw everything that came out and loved everything. And to this day, we literally talk about this movie, making fun of it, because of just how terrible it was. Like, nothing happened. They put the one explosion in the trailer, and in, like, context of the film, was so boring. Anyway, and that is The American. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Was pretty awful. boring. Yeah. It was, like... I was, like, so mad. I don't think I've ever left a theater mad. I just kept waiting for something to happen. And nothing happened. I felt like I just watched a man live for two hours and like, do nothing. <laughs> so, yes, the American. Yeah, that's Don't a pretty, pretty yeah. forgettable film for yep. sure. Yep. Yes, forgettable, but not because I was really excited about it. And then <laughs> it just, yeah, George Clooney let me down. Nice. All right. Mm-hmm. With that, let's move on to our number four. So, Tyler, back to you. Well, this one, so some of some of them are definitely based on expectation, right? Like I was super excited for a movie and I was really, really let down. So uh, that's that's kind of where I went with this one. Um, this movie, a lot of people love it, so this is definitely one where I'm I'm uh, in, in the minority. I wouldn't say it's like a, a shocker to not like it either. But uh, this is a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas horror movie, which there aren't that many out there. But uh, uh, but better watch out, uh, which came out in 2016. Uh, directed by Chris mm. Peckover, and and uh, it's um, on the surface. I really okay. So I'm I'm gonna read the description of it. This is from Letterbox, um, and I, and I won't spoil why it's wrong, but or why it's not this. But so the the description is on a quiet suburban street, tucked within a safe neighborhood, a babysitter must defend a 12 year old boy from strangers breaking into the house, only to discover this is far from a normal home invasion. Um, this is one of those movies where they sell you one thing and then they flip it and it is in no way that thing after like about 20 minutes into the movie. And the thing that they that they went with um, is absolutely so distasteful and gross. And it's not like torture porny or anything like that. It's just like like everything about it is, is making you cringe and not in a good way. Um, but it had such a good premise and the acting was really great off the bat. Like I was so – I loved the first 20 minutes and then they flipped it and I was like, oh – you flipped it in exactly the wrong way that you that you should have, mm-hmm. and now it's worse. So, it's probably not objectively a terrible movie. It's just it was the experience was so distasteful. I I can't get it out of my out of my my mind. So that was better watch yeah. out 2016. <laughs> I, I've never heard of that movie. I missed it. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it either, and I won't. Don't. I want to say keep saying that. <laughs> you um, need to see Scream though. You need to see Scream. So oh, yes. you haven't seen Scream? Is this what I missed? Uh yeah, and I 90s. asked Feature, and he hasn't seen it yet either. Wow. Oh, there it is. There he it is. Watch Perfect. it. Yeah, there it is. Oof. That's it. Because that, I think that was my favorite horror movie. I think that's what I chose. Oh, that's so good. Amazing. Yes. All right. Moving on. Uh, who's next? Chad. Number. Yeah. Four. So this was a a really horrific um, theatrical experience. You know, words like horrific are probably kind of <laughs> a little hyperbolic for what it was actually like. But <laughs> it was I was in Atlanta. World. 
Yeah, I was in Atlanta for a shoot, and I had an afternoon free, and I was super excited to see this movie. In retrospect, I can't recall why I was super excited, but I was. And I went in, and this movie not only angered me, it confused me. Like, I walked out, and I... I legitimately did not understand what I had just seen. I didn't understand if it was like an elaborate hoax, like the whole that was being played on the entire world. And I'm not kidding when I say it. That's how bad this experience was for me. And that movie is Battlefield Earth from the year 2000. And so, you know, in the year 2000, uh, John Travolta was hot, man. I mean, he was in. He was he was a big star, and there was a, a great cast around this, and it was uh, you know this sci-fi thing. Of course, you know I was just like, okay, here we go. That is that may actually of all the movies on my list, that this is probably the worst movie as far as incoherent script. Yeah. A story that is ridiculous, special effects that are laughable. They have all these big stars, and then they cover them in pounds of hair and makeup. Oh, yeah. You can't even recognize them. And there's no excitement. There's just nothing. It's just a big nothing burger. And so Mm. to this day, that movie is awful, guys. If you watch it, if you try to watch it, it is so bad. And so it's my number four. We uh, wa- I, when I was in film school, a bunch of us. It was like kind of a cult thing that you watch the worst films and laugh about yeah. it. So that's what we did. Yeah. There was no laughter in Atlanta that day. I can tell you <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah that's it's one, not a good film. Th- that was like perpetually in the um, like blockbusters, like one dollar used. They always had those just piles of Battlefield Earth all the time. Mm. Yeah, yes, that's rough. All right, Daniel, what's your number four? You know, when Napoleon Dynamite came out, and that is not my number four pick, uh, when Napoleon Dynamite came out, I was the perfect age for it. We quoted it all the time. It was so dumb but hilarious. Uh, And then Nacho Libre comes out. Still, you know, not as good as Napoleon Dynamite, but it's quotable and, and, you know, it's dumb and funny. And then Jared Hess, the director, made Gentleman Broncos. Dusty, I want you to meet Benjamin. Well, I noticed you didn't have any friends, so I signed you up for the Guardian Angel program at church. Your mom's smoking hot. I play my cards right. Maybe someday I'll be your real guardian. Good morning, homeschoolers. You're really going to enjoy the best writer's camp in the state. I'd like to introduce you to one of the greatest science fiction authors of our time. Ronald Shimmerly. I'm assuming you love to write fantasy fiction. Except the character names in your stories are suffering. Need thou not be afraid. We can add Onius, Inus, or Anus to just about anything, and it becomes magical. Have any, I haven't of, you seen this. Have any of you seen Gentleman Broncos? No. no. Yes. <laughs> it is one of the most unwatchable movies I have ever seen. It is, <laughs> it is painfully stupid and genuinely mm-hmm. bizarre. I mean, it is, I hated it so much. I mean, it's it's got an okay cast. I mean, Clement's in it. I think Sam Rockwell's in it. Um, it is just so weird. So weird. It's got like this weird... It's like a kid telling a story that he wrote, I think. Um, and, and they act out the story, but it's like with weird garbage special effects like intentionally it's just so strange it's so bizarre and so yeah i absolutely hated that movie so much 
Uh, and so there you go. So number four. I'm liking this list. I'm liking this. I'm like, it feels good to just kind of vent. Get yeah, it out get there. It out get there. it out there. Yeah. That's it. I, uh, just I looked it up on Letterboxd right as, as you were talking about it because I'd never heard of this before. The the top review, the most popular review, right below yours, which is half star, says another genuinely misunderstood masterpiece. Four stars. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. I just feel like uh, masterpiece, and they gave it four out of five <laughs> stars. Right, What's right. better than a masterpiece? Yeah. Give it a try. Oh, man. Yep. Okay. Ugh. All right. Well, my number four. Um, I feel like kind of bad putting this on my list, but I like actually hated this movie. It's a Christian movie. Um, and a lot of Christian movies are not the best as far as just quality of film. They but this suck. Movie, putting it mildly. <laughs> yes, yes, true. But I think this one takes the cake. And I went and saw this because everyone told me, you have to go see this film. And I kept getting texts. They, they had like this prompt at the end, like, text all your friends and say this to them. And it's the title of the movie. So, um, but anyway, that is God's Not Dead. Yes, that was, on my, so that, was, that was an honorable mention for me. It's so bad. It's like straight Christian propaganda at its absolute worst. And the climax Political is propaganda, them- too. Yeah, it's and the climax they're celebrating a guy dying because he was yeah, an atheist. That's so but, horrible. but then like he be but he like prayed the prayer right before he died. And he died in such a stupid way too. Um, but like they like they contrasted it um contextualized it side by side with clips of this big old concert where everyone's just smiling and laughing and it was just like, Oh, it made me gag. It's like so this bad. is terrible filmmaking. Um it made me embarrassed to be a Christian, so anyway. God's not dead. Yeah, I I almost put that on my list. Uh, that's that's definitely in my honorable mentions. I hate that movie so much. Uh, it it makes yeah. it makes Christians look like uh, uh, absolute a holes. I mean, right? Unbelievably, just unbelievable jerks. It it uh, it propagates the, the 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 idea that Christians are just facing horrific persecution and that right. you shouldn't go to college because it's just a hotbed for for propaganda and just all this nonsense. So, so yeah, ridiculous. it is. They just like hammered yeah. you over the head the whole time. There was absolute no subtlety at all. Yeah. It was just not good filmmaking. So there you go. So. Yes. Yeah, I've not seen it. Have not and nope. will not. <laughs> so I'm not no. worried about it. I did not at the end they tell it. you to text everybody <laughs> yeah, not, God's not, not dead. It. And I actually got some texts from people that were like, God's oh, not I did dead. Too. God's oh, not yeah, dead. I, I, I absolutely so did too. And then I didn't they text made, anyone. <laughs> they made they made two more after that. Yeah, it's, it's really a trilogy, cool. y'all. Yeah. I couldn't watch the others. I, the the trailers of the others were like, Look at him take down this liberal professor with the truth and it's like that's it's so stupid. Those are the ones that I had somebody one time um uh, you know, because this this comes up a lot. You know, Christian movies don't make uh, don't have enough money. That's why they're not very good. I was like, go look at the budget for God's Not Dead two and three. They're like they're they're stupidly big for what they oh, for yeah. what they are. Christian and movies make it's bank. Not yeah. about it's money. A, it's a lie when <laughs> yeah. when you, when people say Christian movies are bad because they don't make money. That's not true. Christian yeah. movies make a lot of money. Yeah, right. Well, and the, it's they don't really care what the critics say. Like God's Not Dead has a thirteen percent right, Rotten Tomatoes, right. but a seventy five percent audience audience score. rating. Yep. Yeah. So anyway. <sighs> that's like a whole that's a whole episode right that's there. that's okay. an episode we could do yeah yeah Oof. okay uh huh who's next oh we're starting over we're at number three tyler back to you so this is not a christian movie uh at all um number three would be the remake of nightmare on elm street uh so i'm coming at like my, my two favorite 
like two of my my th- of the big three favorites uh, uh, horror series. I love I love the Nightmare on Elm Street series. I think 1984's Nightmare on Elm Street is actually I think it's a masterpiece. But that's that's another, another conversation. Four um, out of five stars. It's oh, it's so good. <laughs> uh, but Nightmare on Elm Street, the remake is it takes everything that could potentially be fun and be enjoyable about the series and makes it less so. Like it, it's just everything about it is is broody. It's, it's part of that, the whole Michael Bay series of remakes that they were doing for, for a bunch of those, those classic uh, horror films. And, and it's just, it's just awful. Uh, you know, yeah, it's it, an awful movie. You I really, agree. You feel the, that Robert England isn't there. And, and I always forget. Uh, it's Jackie it Earl looks Haley. pretty great. The it's cinematography true. is pretty great. True. It is. It's actually a weirdly good looking movie. And, and maybe that's what also why I'm so frustrated about it. And I rewatched it not long ago. Cause I thought, I was like, you know, I, I didn't give it a chance. I just, I didn't give it a chance. Nope. It's garbage. It's, it's terrible, but it, it looks really good. Um, it's just not, it's just not good. Don't watch the remake. Go watch the original. Cause it's a, it's a phenomenal film. Okay. Agreed. Good. Good to know. <laughs> Chad. What's your number three? My number three, uh, some of you will recall former host or co-host of the podcast, Josh Ziegler, famous for hating everything. He and I used to work together. And Josh, as much flack as we like to give him, he's a legitimately brilliant dude. I mean, he IQ off the charts. He has a master's in linguistics. He reads everything. I was at this period of my life where the Aragon books were a big deal. And so I made him read it. And I I had to sell him on the idea of, listen, this 15-year-old kid wrote the story and he wrote this book. And that's how I got him into it. And against all odds, now he he never said that they were well-written, so don't get that twisted. But he did at least, and I had to buy it for him. I had to buy the book and then the the sequel and all that. But we did enjoy uh, reading this first book, and we were super excited about going to the movies together to see this. We we left work early, and we were like, man, we're going to bounce down and see Aragon. (laughs) And oh my gosh, is that movie horrible? It is so bad. And in particular, it's if you if you like the source material, this this was one of those where and this is a common complaint, but this is one of those where the source material, if given to a director, this director is is Stefan. Is it Fongmeyer? Fongmeyer, yeah. And he he did the special effects for such films as Jurassic Park and The Perfect Storm and Master and Commander. But he has never directed another film since Aragon. (laughs) So he got his directorial debut here. It looks cheap. I mean, the set for the big bad looks like it was done in a college Mm -hmm. play with like a lot of tinfoil and spray paint and like mood lighting. And the the acting is horrific. The dragon actually looks really cool, actually looks pretty good. But the, the core of this story, which stretched out over four books could be Lord of the Rings ish if given to someone who cared about it and knew how to make it. But they just made this silly uh, over the top uh, cheesy version. And so it's not that this is the worst movie. It was just such a huge letdown and that Josh and I still talk about it to this day when we're hanging out. Well, all we got to do is look at each other and say something like Aragon and it represents (laughs) the worst possible theatrical experience. So big bummer. Totally. That was on my, on my list for a little while. I, I, I took it off. Uh, the score, Patrick Doyle's score, is actually phenomenal, but yeah. that's the only good part of that movie. Yep. Yeah, and if you've even revisiting it today, the dragon legitimately looks pretty cool, especially for the day it's this where their was made in. Went, yeah, yeah, it's mm. where it all went. So anyway, big disappointment. I almost read that book, and then 
I had I didn't. I think the yeah. size of it scared me. Yeah. At the time, but yeah. I've heard good things. Yeah. Um. All right, Daniel. What's your number three? If you're in the mood for uh, the most unoriginal ripoff of The Matrix or 1984, because <laughs> uh, there's a lot of those, um, one of the worst ones is Equilibrium. I knew you were going to say that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I hate this movie. It is so dumb. Have you have have any of you seen oh, Equilibrium? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ethan Hawke, t- uh, Tay Diggs, right? Uh, no, not Ethan Hawke. Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. Yeah, it is just unoriginal. I mean, there's nothing, nothing original about it. Yep. It is just blatantly like, okay, the Matrix did something interesting. Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's, no emotions. Um, yep. <laughs> it, it's so stupid and unintentionally hilarious because emotion is outlawed. And so all the performances are just wooden and horrible because yep. they can't emote. Uh, it, oh, hmm. Except for it's, the one scene where Sean Bean is sitting and looking at a painting and there's a single oh, tear rolling I, down his face. And then is that Christian, a real scene? Because I can't even remember I, I'm that. fairly sure it is. Oh, I'm fairly sure it's Sean Bean, and then I think Christian Bale has to kill him right after that. It's wow. it's rough. <laughs> so, yeah, I hate it. I hate it so much. It's just it's just bad. It's just really, really bad. So there you go. Wow. I don't think I've seen that. Good. And I probably won't. So that's good. I'm just going to keep <laughs> saying that phrase. Um, all right. My number three this is a film that scarred me. This is a horror film yes. that I absolutely hated, 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 hated. Right. I actually also feel that the premise of it is just incredibly stupid from the beginning. But they just the the filmmakers were just evil with it, and they they like play tricks on you, and then they take it away, and it's claustrophobic, and it it was just one of the worst experiences of my life and had nightmares. So that was fun. Um, that's the descent. Oh yeah. Oh, what? I hated it. Oh hated it. man. The whole such pr- a well all these like film. girls, best friends are just suddenly going to go do like the most dangerous, like kerplunking or whatever it's called down the cave. <laughs> yeah, car- they were playing kerplunk. <laughs> <laughs> whatever they're going to do. They're like, Oh, no one's supposed to go down there. Like, Oh, we can do it. Even though they've never no, but gone cave aren't diving they all, like, before. Aren't they all like, Super experienced cavers? I thought they were. No, in the movie. no, they're not. They're like, it's a fun adventure. I and then, like, whole- I think one of them was, and she was like, "Oh, oh you guys is. handle it." And then they all start dying in like the the dumbest ways, and but also terrifying. And then the little creatures. I mean, I still see them. In oh yeah, my sleep they're scary. They're like they are scary. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I guess good job with that. But it was just, it was dumb. I felt cheated because the whole terror I just felt was stupid because. No one would go would go do that. That just no one would. Are do you that. so? You're basing your dislike for a horror film on the premise that no one would do that, and that it scared you. You just eliminated like ninety eight percent of all horror films. <laughs> right, but this one was extra stupid because it's like it's not like two people. It's like a whole group of like college girls yeah. that are getting back together that are like, yeah, let's go do this thing that you actually should be trained to do, and it'll be yeah. fine. The Descent is like re- pretty highly regarded uh, oh, yeah. horror film because it's the mood and the tone. I didn't like it as much as a lot of people, but a lot of people would probably put that in their top ten list Tons as far as horror films Oh, I'm go. aware, but I didn't like it at all. And I didn't like that little cheap trick at the end where they're like, oh, she got out. No, she didn't. Hashtag spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah hashtag yeah. spoiler. It's like, I just thought that was very evil. <laughs> so, anyway, do not like it. 
That's yeah. it. I have an entire slew of horror films I'd like to recommend for you now that yes. I know what really disturbs you. No, this one. I will not watch any of them now that I know what, what you're going to do. Oh, man. That, um, that one got me because because I'm, I'm a little bit claustrophobic. And, man, there are some times where you like they are squeezing between you know nothing oh, it's, it's crazy and yeah that that did it for me I, I i agree with chad it's not like my favorite horror movie of all time but i was like yeah hey it it horror movies don't really scare me much but that one got me because of the the kind of the shock value and man i could kind of put myself into into their spot so i think i also felt like cheated into watching it because i was like with some college friends like oh this one's not too scary it's just like some girls go into a cave i'm like huh, okay and then what's I the was, worst that could happen <laughs> yeah it was it was so oh i seriously hate that movie like hate it i will never watch that movie i will i will not watch i won't watch any of the sequels no i'm done i hate it anyway all right yeah. What I okay, the horrors that I like have at least a little bit of a sliver of hope. Like there's gotta be a chance of survival. And those girls never had a chance from the beginning. Anyway. That's it. Uh I'm all flustered. <laughs> oh, we're at number two now. Tyler. Remember, this list was your idea. <laughs> uh so okay, this is this is a weird one. We're kind of veering away from I guess I didn't even realize I have I had three horror movies on here, and now I'm switching to something completely different. This last one, or this uh, second last one, is a movie that is very well regarded by a lot of people, and uh, it's it's regarded as a classic, starring one of the the most famous actors of the 20th century. Uh, and I think it's uh, absolute garbage. Um, it's, but it's all, yeah. Anyway, this is uh, this is Hamlet, 1948's Hamlet. To be. Or not to be, that is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, or to take arms against a sea of troubles, and by opposing End them. To die. To sleep no more. And by a sleep to say we end the heartache and the thousand natural shocks that flesh is heir to. It is a consummation devoutly to be wished. To die. To sleep. Um, I actually weirdly, and I know this is a weird one to be talking what? about on, on this film, but 1948's Hamlet, I think is actually one of the worst movies ever made. Uh, I think Lawrence Olivier is mm. actually a terrible actor. I actually don't think he's a good actor. Uh, and, and he's <laughs> responsible for, I know it's hot takes from Tyler today, but, uh, but it's, it's just, it's a horrible, it's, it's just like, I actually use that when I'm teaching Hamlet to, uh, I use that. Uh, I, I will I cut between like a bunch of, like all the to be or not to be speeches and just kind of we talk about interpretation we talk about things like that man it's so bad it's just so bad in every so way. just for perspective yeah uh, that won four Academy Awards I know uh, <laughs> oh I know and nominated for uh, four others oh yeah uh, one costume design I know art direction yeah Best actor for one of the worst actors of all time, and yes. best picture yeah, as yeah. well. Oh, I'll stand one hundred percent by that one. That one, and I've seen it enough. I, it's like, yep, I don't have to worry about that one. I think it's it's bad a bad interpretation of the great at least the the second greatest thing ever put into the English language. I think it's it's 
it's just hot garbage across the board. And Lawrence wow. Olivier so is a bad actor. Oh, okay. I'll, your I'll your issue was with the long. interpretation, but when you go to bad actor, no, that's, come on. that's a, a bridge actor. too far. Yeah, really. He's a bad actor. Oh, man. What other, and, and what other Lawrence Olivier? Which he was in, he was bad in that one, too. But. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, um, people. Chad, what's your number two? So I am the proud father of an eight-year-old son who I adore, and when... My wife and I, when uh, we went to the hospital to have him, it was uh, actually came a little bit early. And so she went in for a regular checkup and uh, the doctor said, yeah, you know, some things are a little elevated here. I think you're having not I think you're having this baby today. So we went straight to the hospital when he was born. He had a little bit of jaundice stuff. And so we had to stay in the hospital for three extra days. And so while we were there. I was by their side and couldn't go anywhere. And so I was like, I'm going to hammer through a bunch of movies. This one movie that I picked, I think it's a combination of the fact that I was a brand new dad, literal brand new dad. And the fact that I think this, this movie thinks it's saying something, but in fact, it's, I don't think it is. I think it's just kind of amoral and mean needlessly. So amoral may be a bit strong. Um, but that movie is Lynn Ramsey, who made a directed a great movie that I loved. Uh, you will never really hear. But this is We Need to Talk About Kevin. Mm. Um, hmm. I hate this movie. Um, it made me feel. And like I said, I, I, this is not Chad's being sensitive to potentially offensive or controversial things, because that that filter, that part of me broke a long time ago. <laughs> um, but. There's something underneath this film that just feels intentionally mean and that it's just trying to do something to disturb when there's not really a greater point to be had. Now, there are some magnificent Hmm. performances in this film. Uh, It is wonderfully directed. I mean, Lynn Ramsey is a very talented director. She's no doubt about it. But this film... For whatever reason, it stayed with me for like two or three days, but not in Mm. a good way. And the more that I thought about it, the more that I just really had a deep disdain for this picture, what it represents, what it was trying to say or or thought it was saying. And so it's why it's number two. Um, And a lot of people really like is probably too strong a word, very much like you were never really here. These films aren't cheer stand up and cheer movies. This one was a tough one for me to swallow, so I, I just did not enjoy it. And being in the hospital with your newborn <laughs> child, talking about a, a movie that's around a, a child who's growing up who has some issues. I'm trying to be spoiler spoiler free. It just was a combination that just was not good for me. But I revisited it since then, and I still feel the same way. I just mm. don't. I think this movie is irredeemable wow hmm. that's one that's been on my list for quite some time i've not i've not actually seen it but I, i've heard just how good tilda swinton is specifically Phen- movie, phenomenal but. no doubt about it and the child performance is is also uh phenomenal that's what miller that, and, right yeah. uh yeah and that and that may be honestly why it because it's so well made that on top of it just it made it even worse to some <laughs> degree and honestly it may have just been the circumstances that i was in so uh, i freely will admit to my bias if it's showing there but that's that's how it hit me wow Interesting. I haven't seen that one either. Um, all right, Daniel. Well, number two, I have a somewhat recent film. Um, it's from 2018. I think we reviewed it on this podcast. I, I, I can't really remember. Uh, but that is a Clint Eastwood film 
Oh yeah. The fifteen seventeen to Paris. <laughs> um, <laughs> that I I was I all was, the way up at number two. Oh, I was blown away at <laughs> at how horrific it was. I was sitting there in the theater going, "What am I watching?" And this is from. A you know a, a Clint Eastwood who yeah he's he's a little hit or miss but he's a phenomenal director as a whole um, and it so it's about you know the the it's about heroism it, really it's about these heroes who in real life um, stopped a terrorist track on a Brussels train and these American they're American Marines and um, and the the Marines the actual Marines who were heroes in that event play themselves in the film. Um, which is a just a misguided idea because they're they're terrible actors. They're heroic human beings and they're awful actors. Um, but they're not even the worst parts of the movie. They are they, they are bad to be sure. But the writing is some of the worst I have ever seen. I mean, it is just the worst dialogue delivered terribly. Um, and and the story, which is about them stopping this terrorist attack which happened pretty pretty fast. It's it's kind of in an instant kind of thing. This guy jumps up, starts to shoot people, they tackle him. That's the end of it. And so the majority of the movie is actually just about these guys on vacation. That's what the whole movie's about. Them just walking around Brussels <laughs> and Europe. It's like nothing. Nothing is happening. It is just, it's so horrible. It is so hard to watch. It's trash. It is actual trash. So uh, there you go. It's, it's my second least favorite movie of all time. <laughs> wow. wow I remember when that came out and I, I was confused at first because I saw the real guys being interviewed mm-hmm. and then I saw them in the movie and I remember for a split second thinking this is like a weird documentary mixed narrative thing but I never actually saw it yeah I mean you can go for it no watch. <laughs> no thanks I probably won't see it <laughs> um, okay well my number two uh, is actually a movie I saw when I was a kid um, it, it, did, it did not scar me, but this is the first movie that I ever saw that I did not like. And I actually remember thinking, I was probably eight or nine, it was a 90s movie, and I remember thinking after it was over, this must be what it feels like to not like a movie. Because I had never not liked a movie before. I was a kid, <laughs> and every movie was awesome. But this movie was not. And um, I remember looking forward to it, because it was, I think it was a movie on TV, and that was back when they would advertise, this day, this time, is this movie. And so I waited all week to watch it on TV. It came on, and I hated it. And that is um, Super Mario Brothers. Like oh, the live oh, action snap. movie. Oh, yeah. Where are we? I got a feeling we're not in Brooklyn no more. They're brothers. They're plumbers. They're on the trail of a kidnapped princess and a mystical meteorite that gives anyone who possesses it the power to rule the universe. Get me the rock! It was so bad. Like, there was nothing good about it at all. And the first movie that I ever did not like. Well, you know it's bad if a kid doesn't like Super Mario Brothers. That is for sure. (laughs) Right. And I loved the Super Mario Brothers. I watched the cartoon, played the games. No, this one was just. Yeah, it is a terrible movie. That's a great pick. That is a great pick. Um, All right, guys. We are to our least favorite movies of all time. Tyler, 
What is it? Well, uh, so this is one. Um, I, I weirdly, it's kind of very similar to what you to what you just said. It's it's a movie I um, I vividly remember being. Um, being terrified of and so scared of that I therefore hated it. Um, so, so maybe it's also like, well, hey, it worked. But I don't think that it was trying to be scary. I just think that it uh, that I my young self uh, was completely just traumatized and thrown off by it. Um, it is Darby O'Gill and the Little People. It's like a, it's a hmm. it's Sean Connery's it. it's Sean Connery's Neither. first movie. It's an old 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 Disney movie. Uh, you don't lie. That's your number one. I know. I know. Oh my goodness, this blows me away. I had other ones. I had other ones that I thought we were going to do. I, I, I almost did Tree of Life. We almost put that on there. We almost wow. had that debate here oh, today. Man. Tree of and, Life. Man, <laughs> I know. I think that's that would movie. be it. That would be game over. <laughs> and that's friendship and I, over. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I. There's some things that I thought. I thought about Slender Man from this year. You know, which is just really rough. Uh, but you know, honestly, I went back. To, I just like like April said, I went back and went like, oh man, this is a movie that just it it genuinely traumatized me and I was like, I, and I hated it for since then. I, I even that's fair. went to rewatch it in like college. I found it in at like the library or something and I couldn't, it was like, it was so weird. So I need to like sit down and just power through it again. And we then, watched that movie hundreds of times as a kid and loved it. And I'm it. sure it's great. I mean, like, loved it. Yeah. I'm sure it's great. It was the Banshee scene. And the little people. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It was the Banshee scene. Uh, where, where the, yeah. the screen that's legitimately gets, scary. Yeah, you're right. Oof, wrecked me, wrecked me. So that's hmm. that's what did it for me. This one, uh, you know, just it's something that I, I couldn't get through. Yeah, messed me up. Wow, I actually have never seen that. So me either. If I it's on it. Disney Plus, I should rewatch it. If it's on Disney Plus, I'll see if I can find it. And, and so it was. It's a Disney movie. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure it was. Yeah, huh. it was Yeah, no, it is 100. percent Interesting. Yeah. Okay, Chad. What's your least favorite movie of all time? Yeah, my number one film along the lines of, uh, you know, what we were saying is that I've watched a lot of horrific films before. this. You'll find this film on if you Google something like most offensive films of all time. It's not a Lars Van Trier film, although I've seen all of his stuff or any of that. But it's a movie in that same vein. Uh, it's a film called a Serbian film. Ooh, I can't uh, watch it's it's famously released and banned today it's banned in multiple countries uh the basic gist of it is there is a porn star who is married with the son and he has a a child and they hit financial troubles and he gets a an opportunity to make millions of dollars if he signs a contract to make another porn quote unquote but he doesn't know anything about it Mm -hmm. and so the story as he goes along Uh, And it turns out that he is being forced into making snuff films, if you will. Uh, And so there was a lot of buzz around this movie as being not just a shock film. Like it wasn't just a I mean, this this did the festival circuits and it was all about the layers of, you know, depravity representing all of this thing, the class struggle and all of that. And so, you know, when when that was going around, I said, okay, well, all right, I'm going to check this out. None of that is in there. Literally none of that. This movie is quite simply the most debase, awful, I mean, you know, without describing what happens, every form of awfulness just about that you can imagine is in there from necrophilia to child rape to, I mean, just name it. It's in there. And the thing is, is it does not and i patently reject the idea that there is any artistic merit to any of it or any even thought given to it it's absolutely mm. just and it's and it's a legit movie it's made well i mean it's 
but it's 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 absolutely amoral and awful in every sense of the word and i wasn't offended by the awful things that i saw i was offended that there was no point to it uh and it was just shock for shock's sake which makes it the worst of the worst Hmm. so and i felt i mean i felt awful after i saw it i was like this is absolute garbage so anyway yeah a serbian film do not approach it's awful definitely will not oof all right daniel what's your least favorite film my least favorite film is one that I actually have some uh, some weird good memories with. Uh, it, it kind of brought my wife and I together in, in a certain way. When when Rachel and I first met, she she remembered me at college because um, she's convinced that I look like Dana Carvey. Um, I, 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 I she's re- right. I reject that. No, uh, it's true. It's not. It's not. So, so there's a little bit of a connection there. She she remembered me because I looked at Dana Carvey, and so one of his only movies outside of the Wayne's World films that he's been in or starred in, I should say, is Master of Disguise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now it's a movie that we've referenced often in our house, just because you know we uh, of that connection. Uh, But we rewatched it last year, and boy, it's. It's bad. It's just really, really bad. Uh, it, it, it's dumb, must just base level poop humor, mm. trying to craft a stupid story that's just based around, hey, can Dana Carvey can do impressions. How can we put him in a movie? Um, it, it's, it's so, it's just really, really, really bad. And mm. uh, there's, there's nothing really good about it at all. So there you go. My least favorite movie ever. I, what do you guys think of The Master of Disguise? I have a, I have a weird so okay. I have a weird memory. Was it you or was it was it Ken, our sister? Was it was was she? Did she love it? I I swore you loved that movie. Uh, maybe when I was a kid, I might. Yeah, have, like yeah. I I remember we had it on VHS, I think, and like we watched it a bunch. I thought I thought you really liked it, huh? Interesting. Yeah, I I, I revisiting it as an adult was was hmm. didn't work. Very unkind. Uh, we put it in, and it was just like. Oh yeah. Oh man, it's it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing that I ever thought it was okay. <laughs> yeah, I remember it being meh and not really loving the film. But to this day, if I see a turtle, <laughs> yes. I say, "Am I not turtly enough for the turtle club?" Yep. yep. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's so uh, bad. It, if you would like to check the chat in our Zoom call, I present Exhibit A for you. Two oh, images boy. for your consideration, if you will. <laughs> oh no! Okay, downloading downloading the photos now. I'm just saying, Exhibit A. That's all I'm saying. There are two photos, a little side by side. Click now, one's obviously older. I don't older. see it. I don't. One's see obviously it. older. <laughs> Come on, Daniel. I don't see it. Come on, Daniel. <laughs> Obviously, it's, there's like 20 years difference. In there's tw- right. There's a 20 but. year difference, but come on, Daniel, <laughs> it's there. Yeah, a, a white dude with glasses and brown no, hair. Yeah, I see no, it. No, no, no. Anyway, bit. it's oh, there. That is very funny. <laughs> it's there. Sorry about that. Sorry, folks, you couldn't see that. He's not home. sorry. He's good. Sorry. <laughs> we'll just have to add that to our graphic for this. Episode. Yes, that's, that's a good idea. Well, wait, let me remember who does our graphics. Who makes our graphics? Well, someone else will do it. That's right. Hey, Tyler, get Chris on the on the horn. We have special graphic made. Um. Okay. All right. Well. Um, my least favorite film of all time. I highly doubt either of you guys, uh, any of y'all have seen this because it's uh, premiered at 
Sundance 2013, which is the only time I've been to Sundance. And it was at one of the midnight Wait, April, showings. you went to Sundance? You've been to Sundance? Yeah, This is I the first I've heard of this. Wow. You know, I don't name drop it every time. I'm but impressed. Sometimes I do. Yeah. But this is the only year that I've been, so it's only been the one year. But this film, uh, it stars... Um, uh, Dermot Maroney. So oh, we that's saw always a sign. Yes, but I didn't know at the time. Literally, this description in the pamphlet at Sundance said, "A man released from prison journeys across America to f- reconnect with his brother." Like that's all you get. So you have no idea what you're actually in for because that is a very vague description. But this is this film is very similar to what Chad was describing. Just like amoral bad for the sake of being bad like just weird stuff like a girl's like randomly a bunch of heads explode it's it's not a violent film it doesn't make any sense a girl's boobs explode someone's like carrying someone on a leash for no reason at one point a giant lizard monster comes in and hangs out with people like i'm telling you I'm getting more interested the longer they cool no no it is like so disturbing like i walked away like we beecher and i almost left halfway through the film because it was so um it was just just felt evil and but like it wasn't necessarily evil it was just just weird i i don't even really have a word to describe how what is this movie what is this movie y'all don't see it it is so so weird uh i don't know ugh no, what's anyway. the name of it? You haven't told us the name. Oh, I haven't told it. <laughs> no, you <laughs> you're killing us over here. It's called The Rambler. Oh, yeah, I've, I've heard, heard of it. that, but that's yeah. That's 2013 it. is when it came out, and that's the year that it was at Sundance. But like, it is not good. It's got a 33 percent on Rotten Tomatoes and a 34 percent audience score. So I'm sure there are some weird people that like a strange experience, but I. I hated this film. I hated every moment that I was in there. I was like, wow. why am I in? Why am I watching this? It was So the director has credits such as The Ripper, The Procedure 2, The Prowler, <laughs> Field Guide to Evil, The Procedure, <laughs> exactly. The Bulb. These are the names of his movies, people. I'm going to be honest. I think you've sold me on it, April. <laughs> no, clearly I, d- I didn't do my research because I did not see his filmography before... Of course, I don't know how many of those are since then. Oh, no, those came after. Those came after. (laughs) So, uh, anyway, it was terrible. I hated it. I mean, I would be interested to hear what you guys think because, I mean, this was obviously, this was probably the most disturbing film I've ever, I mean, definitely, definitely the most disturbing film I've ever seen. But um, I also have seen more content since then. That was kind of when I first started getting into watching, like, everything. But still, this was... Oh, I hated it. And it's supposed yeah. to be like a comedy. Like, it's listed as a comedy drama. It is neither of those things. So, I, did, I never wow. left. I, like, wanted to cry. There's, like, this bloody sequence at the end where a girl literally screams for, like, ten minutes. Like, at the top of her lungs. It's mm, super weird. I hated it. Don't watch it. Yikes. Okay. So, right. that's it. Yeah. Well, guys, that wraps up our <laughs> top. Super top Wait, line. no, we have to, we have to do honorable mentions. We have to. <laughs> have to do it okay honorable mentions um tyler real quick oh shoot sorry i got out of my list uh honorable mentions i was gonna i was gonna do uh, the last airbender i was gonna say like i said earlier mm-hmm. um aragon yep. allegiant um 
X-Men Origins Wolverine. That's yeah. that's that's a bad movie. Huh. Percy okay. Jackson, The Lightning Thief. Yeah, those are those are some rough <laughs> movies. Oh, uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean four and five. Um, yeah, fair. It's yep. not okay. And I I thought about going into this. I'll just mention it here. But uh, Assassination Nation. Have any of you seen that? Mm-mm. That one's rough. Uh, no. no, that that was uh, Matt Neglia from Nexus Picture. That was his favorite movie of I, uh, last year. I am year by far in the minority. I recognize that one, but that is is a rough movie. Yeah, it's a rough hmm. movie. Okay. Fascinating. All right, Chad. Uh, Sallow, uh, The 120 Days of Sodom. Uh, the Love Guru, another yeah. comedy, <laughs> mi- <laughs> comedy minus comedy. Uh, I'm a huge Superman fan. Superman for the Quest for Peace was one. majorly bad. Yep. Um, but you know I'm not doing a worst of list without my favorite movie to hate, Batman v Superman, I almost Dawn did of that Justice. Oh, hot so garbage <laughs> to this day. Hot yep. garbage. It is an embarrassment to all things film. Yep. Mm. Agreed. Daniel. Yeah, I had I had cats on there because um, <laughs> yeah. that's a terrible movie I'll never forget. Um, Jupiter Jupiter Ascending. Yeah, uh, just really. So oh, real rough. Real rough. I kind of oh. dug it. Doug, what? Kind of. And the score is great. Michael Giacchino, great job, Michael Giacchino, in the score. You, you oh know, no, that's, wait that's a That's what everybody always that is say. Not true. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about the wrong movie. Jupiter Ascending is horrifically bad. <laughs> what were you no, thinking of? The the like the three hour movie with Tom Hanks. Oh, Cloud, Cloud Atlas. Atlas. Cloud Atlas. <laughs> I kind of dug Cloud Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> I did not dig Jupiter yeah, Ascending. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I was like, I was I like, take it all what? Back. <laughs> take it all. Uh, back. Yeah. I think Chris likes this movie quite a bit. Yeah, she does. Uh, yeah, so horrible. The Last Airbender, terrible. Uh, the, the Cat in the Hat. Uh, oh, you don't mess with the Zohan. Yep. Uh, oh, the, yeah. Ooh. The Snowman. Yeah, there's a oh, lot. Oh, yeah, there's rough. a lot. So that's good. Go. What about you, April? Do you have any honorable mentions? I have a few. Not a ton. Um, uh, Jeepers Creepers, the original. That one scarred Ooh. me. I like that um, one. Pretty very bleak, very bleak. Yep. Not a good ending. Great movie. So you know, it's a horror um, movie. <laughs> April needs hope in her endings. We're figuring I this need, out now. No, she I just needs need uplift. a sliver. Like if everybody dies, I am not in unless it's a comedy. You know, like like genocide is hilarious. Okay, I like Cabin in the Woods because it's like yeah. comedy. Like it's bleak, but it's everybody funny. Does. Jeepers Creepers is bleak and it is not funny. It is just terrifying and okay. creepy and doesn't make sense because what is that creature even like? They don't. They give zero backstory of you how it came watch, to you be. You gotta watch the second and the third one. It's great. Yeah, I know the first one scarred me. I'm not watching the other ones. They should have told me in the first one and then maybe. <laughs> Like if if I if they like had like an in credit scene of someone coming in to like get him like on their way, then maybe I'd watch the second yeah. one to like get revenge off that whatever <laughs> he even is. Okay. Um <laughs> The Goldfinch hated that movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dumb and Dumber Two actually didn't like. Oh, that was I fine. Loved the that first was fine. one. I, I had really high expectations. I was very disappointed. Um, American Beauty didn't like that one. Wow. Interstellar. And- wow. Interstellar. Interstellar. Y'all don't get me wow. started. I hate Interstellar. Oh, wow. There's that- more plot holes in that film than Swiss cheese. Listen. Wow. I am 100% on Team April there. Chris and I, one of the biggest arguments we ever got in, and now it is not anywhere near a worst of list, April, but Chris thinks it's the greatest sci-fi movie of all time. I would be and it is, near behind I, him on that one. And I don't think it's even a good no. movie. Okay, Whoa. first of all, I understand it is not a worst. Like, the quality of the film, the acting, there are some good moments. Great. 
But it was so overrated and so overhyped that I ended up hating that film because I would get literally anytime someone brought Interstellar and started raving about it, I'd be like, um, no. And then we'd like get in fights because I just hated that movie. It was, it was terrible. It was so stupid. So many plot holes. I don't know if you guys remember this, but on Twitter, um, hashtag interstellar plot holes was trending for like a week after it came out. I don't care. That's how many plot holes. It doesn't make sense. (laughs) No, you're right. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Anyway. Enough. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Tyler, you don't give anybody a wow, Mr. I don't like Goodfellas or Groundhog Day. Uh, uh, No, 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 no. no. Both both of y'all can shush. We watched uh, Goodfellas. We watched Goodfellas. I still don't love it. I don't think it's like it it didn't like change my life. I will. I will retract. I will retract all uh, negative things I said about that one. Step one. That's step one. Yeah. Yeah. Long way to go, buddy. All right, well, that wraps up our least of films of all time, or our least favorite films, um, and our episode. And since this went way longer than we anticipated, we are going to push Flickchart back for another time, and we are going to wrap this up. Just remind everybody, check us out on our social media channels, share us, let us know what you think. We would love to hear some of your least favorite films of all time. Um, Yeah, so have a good week. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.